Get Into Geek. We're back talking Marvel TV. I won't even say what episode it is because it's been so long since we did our last one. Okay, fine, I'll admit it. We nearly finished Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Since then, we've had, I think, three other Marvel series. And uh, here we are talking the finale and all-round review of Hawkeye, the six-episode series. My name is Mitch. Joining me, as always, for Marvel TV. Hi, Pitch Maddie. What's doing? Captain Marvel in the house. Captain Marvel and Captain Chronology unite to talk about <laughs> Hawkeye. Uh, we're a little over a day after the season finale, potentially series finale, but probably not. Who knows what's going on with these Marvel series? And uh, yeah, we just we've been talking about it offline a little bit, and we just wanted to you know get behind the mic because we said we would do that after last week's Spider-Man No Way Home reviews, which are out there if you haven't listened to them yet. Go and check them out. But uh, I dare say it's not going to be quite as a flattering review as we gave Spider-Man last week uh, as we might do for the finale or even Hawkeye overall um, but for someone who was there right at the start with me and I know there's a few other people that we've been talking to offline both part of the Geek team and not that uh, that jumped on this puppy late uh, what are your thoughts I guess on the finale Maddie? and what are your thoughts on the overall series and do the two sort of line up I think the best way to describe it is like peaks and valleys. Like I feel like for the for the finale had some really really good moments, but then it also had some real like, huh, what kind of moments? Yeah. Like really, is this is this what we're doing? Um, so it was a real mixed bag. I feel I think the closest I can relate Hawkeye to would be Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like in terms of like you know the Disney Plus shows and stuff like that. It's not one division level. Might be sacrilegious. I really didn't enjoy Loki that much, except for like that last scene. Like, um, so yeah, I feel like it was very much on the level of Falcon and Winter Soldier, where there was like really, really sick moments where you're just like, oh my god, that is so awesome, and then other moments where you're like, really, are we really doing this? And then I feel like they had the same budget of like costume budget. It's like, it's like the designs are really, really good. I just feel like they're executed really, really cheaply. Yeah, like, like I think once we see like Sam's Captain America in a movie where they've got a little bit more budget and they fix the little you know ticks that it had, it'll look awesome. And then the same with like Clint's costume reveal at the end. It's like, yeah, cool. It's the iconic you know purple arrow. We get it, but it just it looked really cheap. You could, it's like, oh, it, well, it was made by Larpers, so that totally makes sense because that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here we were, I guess you know from the Avengers it's like well of course you know he's never going to wear the purple with the big H you know on his face or on his head or whatever and it's kind of like well this is is as close as we're going to get and so I guess yeah it, it did kind of fit with me the the look of it but I, I yeah it's it's it is hard to judge it when you are seeing it on a television screen for the first time and it's like yeah is that going to change the movie probably and that's half the reason why people online at least were like oh that's why we didn't see Okay, a certain character in Spider-Man, if you haven't seen the film. Spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home for the next 15 seconds. Okay, skip ahead. That's why they said we didn't see Daredevil, only Matt Murdock, is because that that costume, if it is the same one from the Netflix universe, if, then that one might not translate well to the uh, to the, to the big screen so much. All right, spoilers mm. over and I for that character. And I, wonder, and I wonder if that costume belongs to Netflix. Yeah, like I wonder if yeah. they can even use it, so... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Because so. I guess what we should get to is this kingpin. Is yep. he the same kingpin? 
Well, like, is you know that, what? Is that our Netflix kingpin? I feel like in in the Netflix version, it was very much. Yeah, he's just he's just a big guy. He's just a big guy. He's got like Kevlar suits, which I thought was a really really cool thing. Whereas I feel like in the battles for this one, they've really amped him up. Like for just being a big fat bull dude, he ripped a car door off its hinges. And yeah, like, I I oh. read a, a tweet this morning, uh, and I'm just trying to find it now. And I actually thought that I had. Um, sent it on to you. Well, here you go, actually. From Vincent D'Onofrio himself, the the great man, he has quoted uh, an, an article that was obviously quoting him from Screen Rant, where it says, Hawkeye and Devil's Kingpin are the same, confirms Vincent D'Onofrio. Now, okay. we did... Okay, look, you know, we were trying to hide it, but you know what? If you're listening to Hawkeye... If you watch Hawkeye and you're listening to Hawkeye, good chance you have seen Spider-Man No Way Home, okay? So I guess almost at this point on, we're probably going to have to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home spoilers, even to the bare minimum. But we said in our spoilers chat that that particular scene with Matt Murdock, that very easily could follow season three of Daredevil. Because not mm. much was known, not much was said about Daredevil that or Matt Murdock, that it could very much follow on what happened. You don't they didn't reference the last ten years of his life, so that very much fits. But this Fisk, uh, the last time we saw Fisk, uh, or at least D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk in Daredevil, in season three at the end, he was heading back to jail. After this, having I, absolute shit being having beaten out of him <laughs> by Matt Murdock. Just yeah. just just g- gallons of blood just down the front of his white suit that all came from his face. It was face blood, <laughs> just just down his body. Maybe Where that's what toughened to- him up for this one. So I was going to say, yeah. cut to this one, he's getting hit by cars, being thrown through brick walls, and just standing up and keeping on fighting. Yeah, I... Yeah, like I, I think I'd said to you in that chat last week, but maybe offline at some stage, that I'm, I, I finally was okay as of about two weeks ago that this isn't going to, we're not going to get a continuation of those characters. And I've I just realized, as many more smart people out there would have, is that, well, by making them new and just having them as the same actors playing those same characters, well, they're just a variant and we've been introduced to variants or alternate universes and different realities and blah, 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 multiverse shit that. That means that the storyline and the character arcs and all that sort of stuff and the acting and those particular takes on the characters from Daredevil on Netflix are not going to be tainted. There's nothing they can do Ooh. in Hawkeye or Spider-Man or ongoing MCU stuff that is going to derail anything they did on Netflix. And that's probably the best thing. And also for the MCU, you don't have to bring these guys in and go, oh, well, you know, we'd love to do the Born Again storyline like in a a different way or a proper way or something compared to what Netflix's interpretation of it was, but we can't do that because, well, they've already done it. Same, I guess, as if they brought in even the the Brian Singer X Men universe, the the O's James Marsden and the like, Famke Jensen and all that. Or well, we'd love to do Dark Phoenix, but uh, well, they've already done it, so we can't bring those twice. same characters. Yeah, well, they've done it <laughs> twice, so we can't do that with those same actors playing those same variations of those characters. So it was a good thing to me that they weren't going to be, and I thought, well, Haw- definitely Wilson Fisk isn't. If you only see Spider Man, you go maybe, but if you see Hawkeye. Up, at least up until, well, even the episode, I was like, okay, cool. It's definitively not going to be. But uh, I also saw another, it was actually still on screen, Rant, um, so they ob- they've obviously got the um, the touch on the Fisk stuff. They made a note that uh, a very subtle detail, despite what, or rather adding to what Vincent D'Ofrio said, 
that there's a subtle detail that suggests they are the same. Now, you could, before I say what it is, I'll preface it with, okay, it doesn't really mean anything, and the actor or the costume designer might have just made that certain choice, but they looked at the cufflinks. And I don't remember the cufflinks, but it must have been a big deal in season one when you learn a bit more about Fisk's history yeah. and his dad being this violent um, you know, domestic abuser, and that uh, he wore his father's cufflinks as a reminder of who his dad really was, and I guess what he didn't want to be, and the type of thing that yeah. he's trying to get cufflinks away from, and all that. Cufflinks big thing in, um, in the Netflix show. Yeah, which I'd forgotten about. It's been I honestly haven't watched any of them, or at least certainly the Daredevil stuff in like three years since they aired. So I'd forgotten about that. But apparently, um, those are the cufflinks that I think even what Kate Bishop at one stage picked them up and used them to some extent. I don't know. Some stage oh, we is do that see what them. She flicked. That might yes, what yeah. She flicked, she flicked she that flick to to set off. Yeah, that was his cufflink. Oh, I and didn't, those I didn't flag that as a cufflink. I just need, it was a little bit of debris or a coin or something like that that was lying around. That's I picked cool. it up as a cufflink, but did no, in no way, shape, or form would I have attributed it to be the same thing as Netflix. And I, to do so, I would have had to remember that that was a thing. But apparently, mm. they are the exact same cufflinks. Uh, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, he brings into question, well, what's happened in the last five years? Did he not blip and everyone else did? And he somehow got out of jail, got freed because they did some legal jargon? Did he escape? Whatever. Maybe that's why we don't know anything about his past. But Well, yeah, it's, it's like, did he, did he serve his time? Like, we, we never find out what his sentence was. Like, what was he actually um, sent to prison for? Was it the, the murder of Yeah, I guess it would have been, yeah, maybe like, yeah, tied he, to those. He just did... He just did so much seedy shit. Like, you just yeah. don't know what they actually pinned him on. Yeah. And did he have a really good lawyer that got him out? So maybe he... Earned, like, because wasn't at the end of the first season, he got sent to jail? And he, yes. you saw him, like, in jail for a while. And yeah. then he got out. So yeah. maybe he served his sentence. Like, he got it, you know, um, down to, you know, the minimum amount. And he served it and he's back out again. Yeah. Um, yeah, until I get a scene where, like, Charlie, Choc Carly Charlie Cox says to Vincent D'Onofrio you know, our deal's still in or, you know, references something, then for mm. me, I'm going to not go 100%. You know, that could be D'Onofrio talking out of school saying, yeah. well, of course, I play both characters. They're the same guy. I'm playing them the same way. I'm like, well, yeah. So, yeah, until there's something on screen that tells me that, um, I think I'll hold off a little bit. What I would love, because I love the fact that this D'Onofrio, like, he had the cane with the big, you know, diamond yeah. in the top. I'm like, that's iconic. I'd almost love it's like he needs a cane because he got injured from like that last fight from with Matt Murdock. If that like yeah. fucked up his knee, and he needed a cane to walk on, I think that would be just the perfect little bow. Yeah, to just touch on that. So maybe when we see them, he could have some kind of reference to be like, oh, you know, I have I need this cane because of you now, or something like that would be fine. Yeah, but then it also introduces a weird concept of it's like, well, Kate's mum. Hit him pretty hard out of nowhere oh, with a car. So hard. I actually like, thought can that Charlie was... Cox do more damage than a car? Yeah. I mean, that'd be awesome if he can. But Absolutely. He's still just a guy. I thought that when he got hit, I thought, oh, that's them taking him out of action for the rest of the episode, and they're almost going to suggest that he's dead because of that. And and really, Kate Bishop mm. doesn't know who he is. Like she's heard of him through Hawkeye. Like, oh, he's this big crime lord, but he doesn't. He doesn't mean anything to the show at this point, really. And that's what made me a little bit more disappointed. And I feel bad about like, talking about Hawkeye, and we're talking about a Hawkeye season finale, but we're focusing on the potential Daredevil connection. But it was the <laughs> well, opening I mean, that, that seconds of the, the show, time, right? Yes. The, almost the first thing we see in this episode are his boots and his cane walking in to meet uh, Eleanor uh, Bishop. So 
and, and that scene well, alone on the name recall. Yeah, oh god, I was really scratching. I'd just be like Kate's mom. Yeah, <laughs> I I, uh, I I watched it with uh, Link. Hardly enough, like he was just he was in town. And I'm like, oh, bro, just, just stick nice. around. We're gonna watch Hawkeye just in case this thing happens. And you know, he's never watched Daredevil, so he doesn't know to to look out for mm. this sort of shit. I'm like, we've always said to him, watch it, watch it, watch it. And then after the the hint last episode that uh, Kingpin was coming, and I'm like, mate, you you don't even know like. It'll be different, but then you can go back and watch him in Daredevil and see why we love him so much. And that scene, more than anything else, or rather that scene and not anything else in the rest of the episode, was Daredevil Kingpin. Like, what Mm. he was more intimidating, uh, what was more intimidating about him was what he didn't do and just the looks and the things that he didn't say. Like, when he walked in and said, hello, Eleanor, and she looked up at him and asked him a question or something... He just sort of looked at her and he had this like little twitch in the left of his face and then just sort of like exited screen. And Lincoln behind me like actually gasped. And I'm like, yeah, man. And I had this big smile on my face. I'm like, you just wait. You just wait. And even the whole time she's like, I'm going to get out of the game. I'm going to do this, blah, blah, blah. I don't want any part of you. He's like, Eleanor, think of what you're saying to me now. And it like he was so calm and I loved that. And even pulling in, is it Kazi or whatever the bloke's name is that works for Maya? And he's like, what yeah. are we going to do about her? What are you even going to do about Maya? You know? that she doesn't believe us anymore and he's like what are we going to do to fix this and he's talking about killing someone so calmly and that seemed to me like a Netflix daredevil um, uh, kingpin but then later in the game where he got so much more involved like physically and I'm watching that fight between him and Kate I'm thinking okay he never got this physical with uh, Kate not in a comic book way superhuman type of way like when he's fighting Charlie Cox's daredevil it was brute force brutality sort of like it was a proper brawl and felt tangible it felt real yeah well given that daredevil so much of his background is his dad being a boxer it it was a brawler it was a brawler fight um whereas obviously mcu like to do a lot more stylized fights so yeah it felt very um almost like a super powered fight like i was totally okay with the way kate was getting thrown around it was maybe a little too far but you would think okay a man of that size and a girl of that size he could like you know, he could throw her a, a distance, you know, mm. she's, you know, but it felt a little more super powered, like the height that she was getting when he would throw her and stuff like that, which yeah. I get that was, the, but yeah, it was just like ripping that car door off and then the Hawaiian shirt and the hat. I was like, <laughs> Ooh, any of, any of that menacing quality that he had through three seasons of daredevil and that first scene of the episode yeah. was completely gone with that hat. And I know it's like, I had to look it up afterwards. I'm yeah. like, okay, it's a nod to the comics, the Hawaiian shirt and stuff. The hat, I think, is inexcusable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I get, I get it. I get it. But yeah, it's like the best part of Fisk is... And they, they, they lay so much groundwork in the, in the Daredevil show. It's like, he's just a big, like, insecure kid. He mm. has this rage that sits just below the surface from being bullied as a kid, which, hello, can relate. Um, <laughs> but he's... His, like, as you said, like his measured, quiet moments. Yeah. D'Onofrio just kills because you can see that rage j- just under the surface. Like, he could snap at any second. Mm. Um, so, so yeah. It's, and obviously, you know, there are a couple of moments in the show where you see him snap, which is great. But, yeah, this was just a very different 
sort of style of fight. So I was like, yeah, it'll, it'll take, take some getting used to. Yeah. And then obviously he obviously at the end gets shot directly in the face and he's still going to survive somehow. <laughs> yeah. He's a it's Halloween like, uh, or he's a, he's a, he's a slasher film bad guy, but and, you know, it's yeah. a, cl- it's classic, you know, trope in film and TV. They pan away. You hear a gunshot. So all they have to do when I guess in the, uh, in, in the, what's her name? Echo series Echo. is that they will reveal that and he will have grabbed her hand, forced it, up she fires it and maybe the muzzle Mm. flash will then go to more comic book accurate stuff where he temporarily goes blind and it'll just be the flash that's temporarily made in that way and she's deaf he's blind but he's still alive and uh will probably still you know feel Mm. for her and and want to care for her in his own sick dark twisted way could even throw into like echoes like her iconic look which i thought Mm. we were going to get in this show at the end but we didn't like, we got it with the hair down, which is obviously a different look for her. So I thought, mm. oh, okay, at some point there's going to be a fight and she's going to get... I don't know how it's going to be white, but I thought, okay, maybe they'll do it in blood, but she'll get, like, the handprint or the three-finger mm. sort of thing on her face. And I was like, well, surely we're going to get that. And we didn't. So maybe Which we did in episode will... three, like, when her dad died, when she found her dad, she did get the blood on there. And that's... But I was looking for the same thing. I'm like, I wonder whether she's almost mm. taken that on as her symbol sort of thing. And, and when she come out with the long hair I'm like looking at her face and if there's any kind of white mark and there wasn't I thought oh this might be it's almost like the Hawkeye thing right it's it's he's going to maybe kind of wear a shade of purple at some stage and you're like oh, okay well that's the nod because they're never going to put him in purple tights and a mask mm. and what's Maya going to do like every every other day she's going to turn around and put a like white handprint on it's like no we're going to show why that's a symbol almost with her dad's blood and, and, and her origin and then she just won't have that kind of ever again um so mm. it's it, it would have been a, a tough one to have but yeah i think to for me the kingpin stuff it should have for me it should have ended at the end of that first scene where he says is it kazi i keep mixing up his name no, but kazi sounds right yeah and he says you know basically about killing eleanor and what are we going to do about maya and then it kind of cracked in that was almost the cold open that should have that should have been it for me that's it mm. because the the show the show almost didn't deserve the character because it had never built up to that there wasn't like from from the very first episode it's like oh there's some deep deep dark force behind all this like after episode 1 nothing was really going on there'd been an explosion you know happen you know at the at the auction or whatever um but then those guys broke in so okay you got the the tracksuit mafia or whatever and then okay well they're working for my but my's after the ronan suit cuz she wants ronan blah 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 like that was sort of the bad guy element. Okay, well then Eleanor is going to be the overall bad guy kind of thing. Um, no, but we find out at the end of last week. Oh, well, she's working for Kingpin. So cool, but he doesn't need to be the like he. In the same way, I almost compared it um, to uh, Lincoln on the phone last night. It's a bit like at the end of the first Guardians of the Galaxy. And the whole movie they've been talking about getting after Ronan, the accuser, and Drax wants to kill Ronan. Ronan, with his bare hands, killed my wife and my children. I want to kill him myself. He is the be-all, end-all of my existence, is to kill that person. He, Ronan dies, and then at the end they're like, oh, well, I guess that's the end of that. And he goes, no, 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 I'm after Thanos. He was Ronan's boss, and so he's the guy I really need to kill. And I'm like, no, 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 Ronan, sorry, Thanos is the guy that the franchise needs to be the big bad right up until now you've never really heard of this bloke but all of a sudden you're really angry at him and in this no one knew anything about kingpin until like you know okay hawkeye's there saying to 
Kate last week. Oh, he's the guy that I was hoping wasn't going to get involved because he's out there. But he's probably got his hands in that many pies, especially if he's the old kingpin that we know. Because right so far, if that was his actual office at the start, I'm like, I get that you're trying to stay low, but that's a really dodgy office for someone of your power. And then when he stands oh, up, he I goes... Oh, I thought they were in like a restaurant or something. I thought they were in like some weird Hawaiian restaurant. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that. Maybe I need. To, maybe I was too focused on D'Onofrio's face than to look at mm. anything else around because I was just so obsessed <laughs> to see him back as this character. And I'm like, how did no one know? How did no one spot him in the during the pandemic times with a bald head and a clean shaven face and go? Obviously, he's going to be kingpin again. Like I just, I'm fascinated they managed to keep that a secret yeah. um, as for as long as they did. You know, outside of just being a rumor. But for me, that's almost where it should have ended. And then the I know obviously. It was leading to Hawkeye fighting uh, Yelena on the ice after they'd taken down the Foot Clan uh, of uh, of Tracksuit Mafia, <laughs> and uh, and then Kate's battle, even though it hadn't really been leading there until like or it'd been leading there, but she didn't know about it until the end of last episode, could have been with her mum. Now I'm not suggesting they fight, but you know Hawkeye was already fighting Yelena, Kate and her mum. That could have just been a a talk, an argument, or something. Unless they all of a sudden reveal her mum to think- be. I think the fight should have been with Swordsman. It should have been with the mum's boyfriend. I don't think he should have been a patsy. Yeah. He should have been He should have been in it. Um, maybe they were like, um, Eleanor and, and him mm. were both working for Fisk, but didn't a bit, know it. Uh, a bit Scream villain-esque. It's like, get one arrested to make it look, them look... Uh them look innocent and uh yeah. and then and then free them and it's like oh no no they were still and we'll get to jack in a minute because my god that that made me laugh but uh yeah that would have <laughs> been yeah they that also been like and and fisk's main character like his main character trait is he's the puppet master yeah he's the evil monopoly man puppet master staying away from all the stuff that's going to get him in trouble mm. and se- that's why he has all these minions to do stuff yeah so the fact that he got his hands dirty with eleanor felt a little bit out of character from what we're used to and what we know about Kingpin. So, yeah. I mean, doing like even in this show, it's like when Hawkeye's talking about, you know, Echo's boss, it's like, you know, he they even sort of laid laid down like they like went extra hard on it saying like, you know, he doesn't get involved. He he, he likes his anonymity. Yeah. He can't work if people know that he's a, a dodgy bastard. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it felt I mean, it was cool to say it was cool to see, but like it's what are they what's that old adage it's like it's like it's like eating a piece of candy it's like it's great in the moment but afterwards <laughs> you just feel a little like you, it, you still feel hungry you're like oh yeah. that didn't actually satisfy me the way the way i needed it to and the puppet master thing works so well in daredevil season one i'm trying to remember how much we heard about even a figure that was pulling strings of the crime in the city I think I touched on it a little bit, but more so with his underling talking to all those other people about the real estate potential of what they were going to do uh, in uh, in episode one. Maybe something in episode two, but then you get, and spoilers for episode three of season one of Daredevil from 2015, but you get to that guy at the end that Daredevil's wailing on, and that guy kills himself rather than, and in the most horrific way, rather than even say Fisk's name. He's that afraid of this guy. And then mm. you, we finally properly meet Fisk in episode four of a 13-episode run where, again, all he does is talk, and then he finally kills someone, again, in a really brutal way at the end of that episode, but otherwise doesn't really, yeah, get involved in anything 
physical. There's no direct confrontation until, I, I, as far as my memory serves, that last episode where Daredevil pulls him out of the limo when he's trying to escape shit, and they have that alleyway fight, and it's like, oh, it's it's built up to this. Like he finally has to get in the fight, and it it I felt like this is earned because it's been there since the start, and they've they've made the little thing into the medium thing, which then gave birth to the big thing at the end. Whereas this. After episode one, you go, oh, is there a big bad? You're like, no, not really. This is about these two characters interacting. Is there uh, after two? It's like, well, we've just met this Echo chick. And, you know, if we don't know anything about Kingpin, that uncle moment, the touching of the face in episode three means nothing. Uh, even episode four, nothing. And then it's episode five. It's like, oh, yeah, I hope that there's, there's this guy that's out there. And it's like, okay, who? And then at the end, we see that it's Kingpin. So uh, had he been there from the start, I think that fight with, with Kate, uh, is potentially earned because he finally gets involved. But to introduce him at the start of all this and then have him there right at the end in like several different ways, like he's there on the street, he's there um, uh, in the in whatever shop it was, getting his ass kicked and kicking Kate's ass, and then he's there at the end to help set up Echo's series. And it's just like, I just yeah, I felt like it was too much. You know, sometimes too much of a good yeah. thing is not a good thing. And That's it. I, I, and then I, from I think an emotional almost, point of view, it would. Sorry, you go. No, 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 go. I was going to say, and from an emotional point of view, it's the complete antithesis of the Yelena-Clint fight. That had yeah. all yeah. the emotions for two characters who had just met. Like yes. they, They've literally never met either. This is the first time they've met, but through their joint connection with Nat, mm. it was the most emotional fight we've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A long time. And what I loved about that working for me was because uh, I know, you know, the internet's loving it and Twitter's going off going, we want a Yelena and Kate Bishop show. Just let them have a discussion, you know, a road trip for 10 episodes and have them talk. (laughs) Everything they do is brilliant. I'm like, is it though? Like... uh, Is it the both of them or is it just Yelena? Because if you go and watch Black Widow... There is a road trip scene where it's Scarlett and Yelena sitting in a car for 10 minutes. And yeah. who's the winner in that scene? Yelena. Because yeah. she's talking about a vest with pockets. Yeah. Like she steals she steals every scene she's in. It doesn't matter who she's with. Mm. Uh, Florence Pugh steals every scene as Yelena. So it yeah. doesn't need to be with um, with Kate. It can be with any character. She yeah, steals and- it. You know, they get that the, the, the ladies' night, the girls' night scene from episode five. And, you know, there was a lot of just sort of funny for the sake of being funny moments. But then it was a little bit more heartfelt, even though it was it was still kind of funny. And then at the end where she gets up, she's, okay, I'm going to go kill Clint now. And it's like, oh, mm. shit. All of a sudden, you are the Black Widow movie version of Yelena because you've just you've flipped the switch. And this whole nice thing in part, has been because you're trying to get information or trying to get her to trust you or whatever. And even though Kate's like, well, she's not letting herself fall into that trap of, you know what would stop this? A conversation, which is what's so irritating about a lot of movies and TV where two people are angry at each other or one person wants to kill someone else is... If you guys just spoke for a minute, you'd realize this was a misunderstanding. But because of, you know, big screen action, we need to see you punch on for a little while. And there was... Well, and also I think they're trying to keep Yelena as a good guy. If she was just a mercenary and would kill anyone, Mm. we'd be like, oh, oh, she can't be an Avenger. Yeah. Even though, like, obviously, like, they hint at Nat's past as a a widow before Mm. she, you know, uh, switched sides. But I just feel like the only person Yelena wants to kill is... Hawkeye that was mm. set up in the in the end credit sequence of Black Widow um, with um, Valentina. 
Yeah. So it's like we get that she wants to kill Clint, which is the that was the little disconnect for me is is I want to know more information about how we got to where we are in terms of it was set up at the end of Black Widow. Valentina's like, hey, how would you like to kill the guy that killed your sister? So is that directly tying into this? Because it feels like it was much earlier. Because how long has it been since the snap? It's been a while since, or the blip. It's been a while uh, since that. It has like six well, months or something like that. Yeah, I, I t- yeah maybe yeah, six or eight months, I think. I've, I've really yeah. got to sit down and try and nut out the details of, of where these shows fit. Because I think when Falcon and Winter Soldier came out, I feel like maybe that's an eight-month mark um, yeah. since the blip. So and what I, this what is I more need of... to know is seeing Yelena at um, Widow's gravesite when Valentina mm. approaches her... What time frame is that compared to when we see her for the first time in what is that episode four of um, um, De- of of Hawkeye? Yeah, because it's like, okay, did Eleanor hire Yelena directly, or did Eleanor hire her via Valentina, and Valentina was the one that approached her about the job? Or because to me it felt weird. It's like, well, Yelena already wants to kill Hawkeye. We we've, we've known that since Black Widow. Mm. Why did Eleanor have to hire her? And, it's, mm. and they doubled down on it a few times. Why did Eleanor have to hire her to do it? Like, I feel like Yelena would just do it because she wants to avenge her sister's death because she thinks Clint's yeah. responsible for it. So that was a weird little disconnect for me where I'm like... And, and like, this whole series of Hawkeye takes place over, like, a week. Like, it's the week leading mm. up to Christmas, basically. Mm. It seems to me, like, within an hour or two of Eleanor making the phone call... She, Yelena's there and fighting Clint on the rooftop. And it's like, well, from when we saw her in Black Widow talking to Valentina, has she been looking for Clint? Like, he, mm. he's, you know, he's not hiding. He's just, mm. he's living at his, at his same little safe house and stuff like that. So it's like, has she been looking for him? Is this her first lead on tracking him down? I just have a lot, a lot of questions about that because I, yeah. I felt a little bit disconnected with that. Yeah, we're well, um, going into the actual, this... the actual scenes, once they're in them, flawless. Absolutely fine, yeah. Going into the show, I would have just... Because there was, you know... Oh, obviously, if you see Hawkeye at the end of Black Widow and then Hawkeye's got a TV series coming up, it's like, well, I guess this is where this goes next, is Yelena's going to be in the TV series. But that's all it was. It was rumour. There was never, like, a poster with her. The, the trailer didn't feature or anything. And for good reason. She wasn't in it until the very end of episode four of a six-episode run. But heading into the series, I'm like, okay, well, that scene takes place before Hawkeye and then whenever she comes into the show that'll just be at the end of her trying to catch up with him but then we get the information that oh well she hired me and it's like okay they never mentioned Valentina there's no mention of even when she goes how you why did you hire her to kill him there's no okay Eleanor doesn't need to go well hang on first I called someone who put me in touch with Valentina and then she said she's got someone because at the end of Black Widow it's almost you know, from us seeing her in Falcon and Winter Soldier, she goes and hire out wannabe Captain America, gives him a new suit and says, I've got a different purpose for you. And it's almost like, you know, she's putting her own team together of her little, you know, Dark Avengers sort of thing. Yeah, and she's the evil Big Fury. Yeah, she'll go and probably put Zemo on the team or something or, you know, all these other little people around that uh, that she's going to oh, you know, put no together. No doubt she'll, she'll find Red Hulk because Red Hulk has to be coming in um was it she hulk or or the other stuff that's coming so it's like yeah he'll be part of that team as well like it'll be like red yeah. hole you know it's it's happening like we're gonna get it's happening yeah or something and that's why i thought that well that's 
that's what she's doing it for. It's almost like, hey, go and kill this guy that killed your sister, and then you'll know that you can trust me because I've pointed you in that direction, and then you'll be mm. a potentially kind of bad Black Widow until you get turned and you become your sister 2.0 in a main Avenger team somewhere. But then this show throws a spanner in the works that, oh no, it was because Eleanor obviously saw that Hawkeye was getting too close because of his involvement in with Kate and calls up someone who calls up someone, or maybe she, in her dealings with Fisk, knows about Valentine, whatever. Whatever the case, she made a call. Eventually, Valentina gets it, um, uh, goes and gets Yelena, and that 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 scene now, to me, takes place somewhere in the middle of Hawkeye, like potentially halfway through episode three or at the beginning of episode four or whatever it may be. That's mm. where that is. And it's like that's... But they've got to be somewhere where there's no snow. It's got to be some part of America where it doesn't Well, snow she did say something. Well. Where, where is she? Like the Midwest or something? Once at that scene mm. in Black Widow... Uh, Valentina sneezes that's how her entry into the scene and she's like oh I hate the Midwest this time of year or something like that but you're right that's where I get my little supercut of chronological scenes of this entire goddamn franchise you best know that when I've had it you know the Iron Man 2 Thor and Incredible Hulk three movies that all take place over the same week I've looked up time zones and what it would be like you know if it's like oh hang on if that's nighttime at you know the university in hulk when we cut back to thor who's in you know uh, the other side of the country well then would that nighttime i've done the research i've nerded yeah. out so you're right it if, would have to was, work like that if it was me the way i would have done it is it would have just been the coincidence of all coincidences it would have been mm. elena just showed up because she's been tracking clint and he's finally in the same place for a few days like he's in new york yeah yeah, she's there's there's actually no him. there's no bearing. The show doesn't change. Yeah, really, I don't think if if uh, Eleanor doesn't hire Yelena, like she was already no, a bad person. It, she'd already done. She'd been. already committed murder at the start of this season that we don't know uh, officially until this uh, this scene at the end of the episode. But it doesn't change what she's done. She's been a bad yeah. person for a long time. What it should have been is Eleanor's phone call should have been to Fisk, yeah. and Fisk put. Um, Jack on it, and Jack was actually a plant this whole time. Mm. It would have ma- it would have made Kate right, which wouldn't have would have been a good thing for her. Would have made wouldn't have made her look like a paranoid, you know, annoying teenage kid. Yeah, you know, n- hating the mum's um, boyfriend. It's like it would have made more sense and would have made us as an audience believe her skill and her intuition better that mm. she had a bad feeling about Jack and she was proved right. So. Jack, as the plant, should have been the one to go and kill Eleanor, like, in the car. And then that fight should have been Kate and Jack fighting each other. Kat defeats Jack. Oh, sorry, Kate defeats Jack, saving her mum. And she's like, oh, my God, thank you so much, my daughter, blah, 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 blah. And then Kate still sent her to prison. Yeah. Because that's That part was fine. I was totally fine with Kate sending her mum to prison. But she should have saved her life first from Jack. And that would have made Jack's entire inclusion in this series mean something and be worthwhile because yeah. he's just nothing. there as a as a caricature of what a bad guy is like I still yeah. saw his poster the LARPers for, yeah the, the, yeah, La- the LARPers had more of an arc in this six episodes than what yeah. Jack did and even that like when Hawkeye had to, yeah like there's I read one review of this where it said they've written it, it's like they've written a Hawkeye movie and then tried to turn it into a TV show where there was just a lot... Like you said, it was Peaks and Valleys. There was just a lot of stuff that had to become filler or really stretched out because they wanted to hit that six-episode mark or something or whatever. Like that, Even that LARPing I scene... I feel like, like that too. It if that's been, a, movie, a movie, he just goes and he just goes and takes that, right? He goes and takes that. He doesn't have to like... 
oh, okay, I'll have to sign up, and then I'll have to... And I get, oh, that's funny, because Hawkeye's an Avenger, but he has to go and sign up to, like, a role-playing festival or whatever, and then go and fight this guy and pretend to die, and it's a big thing. And it's like, okay, well, that's one scene in one episode. Okay, it's done. But then for them to go back to him to get help, and then they bring in all the LARPers to, oh, well, you can make our costumes. And it just, I just, I got so lost as to, how did these guys get so involved, and why does Clint care to involve them? Like, it just... I don't know. And I didn't even recognize them at the party. That was the weirdest part. I didn't realize that they were all posing as mm. like waitstaff. There was a potentially racist part of me that when I saw the black woman um, as the waitress, I'm like, is that a Dora Milaje? Like in secret? Because I didn't recognize her <laughs> yeah, yeah, as, yeah. as the LARPA um, police officer. Yeah. Because they've been so minimal. I just thought I did, wasn't expecting them to be a part of the big. Yeah. Of the big I don't think they showed then, like, the main guy that they'd been dealing with. They didn't show him until like the third or fourth LARPer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, and that's, that's clicked, all of them. Because he's yeah, the one yeah. that actually had a name. Yeah. Um, and then it was just weird for them to then be like, okay, well, while this whole thing is going down, we're going to take probably, it would have must have taken them 10 or 15 minutes to go and change outfits into our yeah. laughing gear. <laughs> so people will notice us more for us yeah. to then do the exact same thing. I'm like, yeah. we didn't need any of this. This, I think these six episodes could have been trimmed down to two and a half hours and been an actual fantastic movie. Um, yeah. And given, given um, Jeremy Renner, the, like what he's due in terms of like the Black Widow film and, and this as a film mm. should have come almost right after Avengers almost in a lot of ways. Like this could have yeah. been done 10 years ago and would have been fantastic. What I, uh, I do, I do appreciate that obviously it gives him a bit of, you know, turn to, to have his turn and that in, in saying that it also is the epilogue of Natasha's story. Like, Almost every episode, mm. there's something very serious about their relationship, and it's like, oh wow, okay, yeah, he he's still a broken man. Like it's not just you know classic movie stuff. It's like, oh well, she died. We save the universe. Next movie, it's like, and back to ordinary life. Like he's still he's still suffering with that. Yeah. And he would obviously blame himself because he as was there. So, and that's Rogers the musical didn't live up to my expectations of what I hoped it would be from the trailers. <laughs> I thought it was going to be... It's like that moment in probably what episode one, I think it was, yep. where like he's almost having like a PTSD flash. Mm. Seeing that woman playing Natasha on the stage was so heartbreaking. And for me, yeah. relatable. Because I'm... I mean, not to get personal, but, you know, the last couple of movies we've been to, I've kind of had a, a few moments when things have gotten, you know, a bit sad. So I totally related to that. And it's like, that's the kind of shit I love to watch. Stuff that makes you feel something. Like, yeah, it's great to yeah. see action and fun, but I want to feel something as well when I watch when I watch a good movie. It is such a strike. Like, again, I, I like the, the joke of it that they are, well, if it, this was a real world, well, then they probably would make a musical out of one of the Avengers. And which one? Well, of course, the American one. The big guy, the face of America, Captain America. But also, you think, timeline-wise, that musical is taking place... 11 years after the attack on New York. Um, there would be plenty of people, I assume... Cause they never said the death toll of that battle. I, maybe they did an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is not necessarily MCU canon, but it certainly worked off of what was MCU canon up until that point. So if they ever numbered it, I don't know. I would like to think at least a couple of people die, but surely thousands. You I know, there were buildings coming down. And- in, maybe even in Civil War, 
like yeah, where they yeah, were probably, showing up they... those things. It might have even just been an on-screen graphic or something like yes. that, but I'm pretty sure they did sort of reference the, the death toll from New York. Yeah, and so I say yeah, that because be there would be surely a couple of people, more than a couple, that are sitting in that audience going, yeah, my dad died in that. And I'm yeah. watching a mu- like okay, it's I, I, me, I'm comparing it now to a real event, but to keep, compare it to a real event where buildings came down and people, many people died in New York. Let's just for a second compare it to 9/11. You think in 2001 that happened? In 2012, they're going to have a Broadway show about 9/11 yeah. and the heroes that then went to Afghanistan to be the first responders, essentially that started off the war on terror. No. No, that's not happening because why no, would people want to go and watch that? There's only been a like, couple of films about it and they've been very serious, like dramatic yeah. films. There haven't been any comedic films about it. And yeah, certainly not a, a stage production. To me, the only way that, that buys it back is when it's called Rogers the Musical. Yeah, It should yeah, yeah. be a posthumous honouring. We should have gotten confirmation on the status of Steve Rogers. If yeah, Steve I wonder Rogers what the hell that for. We still haven't gotten confirmation. If he has passed away of old age, that musical suddenly makes a lot more sense. Yes, it's, yeah, we very are honouring the guy that saved half the fucking planet, let alone <laughs> half the fucking galaxy, universe. <laughs> it makes sense, but as just a hey, <laughs> no, doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah, I want yeah, confirmation. Like as much as I don't want Chris Evans to be no longer part of the MCU, I want confirmation that old man Rogers is dead before I see a Rogers the musical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I And like, I, I, I enjoyed this, how short it was, I guess, and it, in episode one, and it also worked with Hawkeye, who, the type of guy that we know Hawkeye to be, of course he would look uncomfortable to be there and not want to be there and then want to leave. Mm. But then... And of course his kids would want to see it because dad's in it. Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. That's you, dad. <laughs> yeah. But then for it to... And it, you know, again... They're not all going to be great, and after uh, even after Spider-Man No Way Home, mid-credits sort of stuff, we get excited about, and we look forward to this sort of stuff. But even the stuff we have seen in the series, I want to say, uh, has been a little bit more, for lack of a better word, exciting. But I'd heard that there was, and maybe it's just the terminology, I heard from someone, or read on it, it's like, there is a post-credits scene. Post-credits scene. Now, when we go and watch a Marvel movie... Generally, there's two. Everyone goes, there's a mid-credit scene and a post-credit scene. So we're sitting there. Very at the important end of- distinction. Absolutely. We're sitting there at the other night, the end of the screening. Screening. Pff, watching it. God damn it. We're not at a movie. And um, <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay. That, yeah, okay. That was that was definitely an episode of TV. Um, and I'm like, all right, well, hang on. We've got something good coming. We've got something good coming. Don't worry about it. And I hadn't opened up a message chain between yourself and uh, Dane and and me that uh, you guys had already watched it and were commenting on post credit. You had sent a gif. Dane sent on the line, absolutely the best, the best credit uh, credit sequence, post credit sequence, in possibly any Marvel movie and certainly any Marvel TV series so far. And then you sent another gif on, and I'm like, I'm not opening that. I'm I'm pissed off that I read that, but I'm not opening up the pictures. And then the musical thing happens, which goes for like four or five minutes, it seems. Yeah. And then I it's sat obviously there and them waited. Going, well, we're going to show yeah. you the whole thing yeah. that we filmed. which is great because Twitter has been asking for that for the last five weeks, going, if they don't give yeah. us a full sequence of something from the musical, we're rioting, right? Yeah, and that's then a DVD I fast... special feature, not a not yeah. an <laughs> a little Marvel YouTube release. And then we're just yeah. sitting there fast forwarding, fast forwarding, fast forwarding. The music dies down. The final, like you know, the American Humane Animal Humane Society, and it's like that's when you know you're at the end. 
and then all of a sudden the music cuts and it comes up with all foreign language and 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 symbols about you know who started what and did the voice work in different countries and I'm like oh god that's it and Lincoln goes no no fast forward through this and what like, Link no that this is <laughs> no. this is post credits it's it's part of the show but yeah. it's because it's not on a DVD where it's that unskippable thing once you finish the credits and so we fast forwarded yeah. through and I'm like holy shit that was the post credits thing that people are talking about online yeah. and then I open it up it's, our it's chat the and you're ant like on the drum set all over again. Yeah, that's true. Well, you sent on and said Ari the post credit scene and or mid credit scene and it was Captain America at the end of Homecoming going, Well, sometimes you wait around and you're disappointed. And I kinda wish that I had looked ahead of time because <laughs> I almost put importance on that mid credit scene as making me feel better about what had come in the show because yeah, it just seemed like like you said, Peaks and Valleys, this this episode was a great... Even though it was twice as long as most of the other episodes, it still felt rushed. And I was really looking forward to that entire hour. And then the next day, I kind of saw on Insta uh, the preview, 30-second preview of, of that episode going, it's available for streaming now. And I'm like, oh my God, they they really did fit a lot in that episode. But it still felt like it wasn't enough to justify something, to let something else breathe and... Oh, I don't know, like the, the Yelena Hawkeye stuff on the ice was great, but, but leading up to that where she's running through a building fighting with Kate and then Kate throws something at her mid-fight, she's like, oh, that really hurts. Oh, I'm going to get sore from that. I'm like, oh, my, like, really? You're breaking up? If, I like, need I, 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 I did, and like, I know she doesn't want to kill Kate, but really, Kate means nothing to her. Yeah. Kate doesn't want it's... Yelena to kill Clint because Clint means something to her, and she kind of knows this guy, knows that Clint knows about this woman because of Black Widow and stuff. So she wants everyone to live. She wants good people to live, and she doesn't want bad things to happen. So I can understand Kate's motivation for pulling her punches or at least not wanting to kill her in the fight, but I can't understand why Yelena wouldn't go, okay, right now, you are a roadblock to me. And it was similar to that that little exchange and that those moments similar to when Kate was down the stairs and she's fighting the tracksuit mafia and trying to protect people and get to where Clint was going to be. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's taking them down. And then that one guy goes to punch her and she blocks it and holds his arm. And he's like, oh, whoa, whoa, before that, I wanted to thank you for the relationship advice that you gave me. When does it? She's like, oh, my God, what happened? And, oh, we went and saw yeah. Maroon 5 anyway. It wasn't a magic. She's like, oh, my God, that's so great. What? He goes, I love Maroon 5. We both, she's like, that's so good. Why are you trying to punch me? He goes, well, you know, I have to. And then she knocks him down and I'm like, no. No, I get that this is not a dead serious show when we've got to have moments of levity and that that's part of the charm of what this show was. But tone for me is so important. And when there is such a mixed tone where we go from that into, oh, I'm supposed to definitely believe that Yelena is emotionally invested in wanting to kill Clint because she does not believe. Like, liar, liar, just wailing on him. This is someone who could kill him from a distance but wanted him to look at her and feel everything she was doing. And it just felt like such a mix in tones. And then, again, the Fisk thing should be completely irrelevant because we don't know, or it doesn't matter at this point, whether he is the same one as Daredevil. But because I was looking at him going, oh, he seems more involved than I'd like him to be because this show, if I'm only watching this show, I don't know who this guy is. And mm. then, yeah, getting hit by the car and sending him flying across that shop and through a window, a pretty strong glass, I'm going to say, only for him then to stand up. And I'm like, oh, you're not injured. And then he gets electrocuted. Then he gets blown up. And then later on, he walks out completely fine to go see Maya and then seemingly gets shot. And I'm like... For a guy that I think should have ended his run in Hawkeye after that first five minutes because it was excellent, you have now kind of died three times in 15 mm. minutes not, and not you'll mention, be back uh, again. Bef- before he gets thrown through that window, Kate shoots two arrows directly into his chest and 
Like, that was when I was like, oh, he's, like, just wearing his Kevlar suit. Yeah. But he almost seemed to, like, pull them out. Like, yeah. they should have hit and fallen. They stuck into him. They had to, yeah. they had to, they had to hit some flesh for those to yeah. stick straight out. And he just pulls them out. So, not only is he, he's yeah. already got two arrow, like, at least small arrow holes in his chest mm. before he even gets, like, driven through that wall. Yeah. And, by the way, that car was parked on the sidewalk. Yes. So, while they're having that conversation, somehow oh. Eleanor has gotten into the front seat of that car done like a reverse parallel turn to then speed up and turn 90 degrees to then drive him straight through that wall that he was standing perpendicular to. Does not work. No. But... I mean, maybe, um, maybe, maybe it's an electric car. They're very quiet, you know? Like, it's just, I know. When it hit, I'm like, oh, shit, who's shown up now? And it's like, it's her right? mum. And I'm like... I thought, sh- I thought that what? was going to be the daredevil moment. I thought that was going to be daredevil driving the car through there. That's, <laughs> that's what I thought that was going to be. Actually. But yeah, with oh. the Yelena and Kate fight, I knew you were going to hate that. Because to me, it was very reminiscent of the Civil War um, airport fight, which to yeah. me is one of the greatest things ever committed to film. It was just, <laughs> it was amazing. But I know you've had issues with it because for you, there was no peril. Because, you know, they weren't trying to kill each other. They were just trying to subdue everyone. So I know you had a little bit of a blockage with that. That's how um, I look at that fight. Is is Yelena and Kate were... Like, Yelena has no problems with Kate. She doesn't want to kill her. But you're right. It probably went on a little bit too long where for Kate to have... Sorry, for Yelena to have that emotional moment with um, Clint later on, she needs to be like, no... Kate is slowing me down too much. I don't need to kill her. I just need to end this fight in three mm. seconds, like any widow could do. Absolutely, could have, do, yeah. Could have hit her with a stinger. Could have, you know, even the even the kick to the. It could have stopped with a kick to the chest. Mm. Like it could have stopped there. Um, but going through like four office areas was probably could have stopped at one. Like it was, it yeah. went on a little <laughs> bit too far. The elevator scene was great. But yeah, after that, it kind of went. The, I think the kick to the chest should have should have been where it stopped. But it was yeah. cool to see Kate go up against Yelena, and I think it does in the same way people have criticised Ray in the Star Wars films of not showing her leveling up. It's just she mm. just has all this amazing ability. We're seeing Kate level up. Yeah, you know, we're seeing the little her getting a little bit of training from Clint. We're seeing her going toe to toe with Yelena. And holding her own in a believable way. So it's like when we next see Kate and she's going to be a full-fledged young Avenger or whatever she's going to be, she's going to be able to do these amazing things and we're going to buy it and go, this is like a 20-year-old who did a couple of gymnastics classes. Come on. Whereas, yeah. no, I believe it. Anything she can do now, I believe. I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen a little bit of her training and I've seen her leveling up. I believe she can be an Avenger now. She can do, mm. you know, she's, she's going to be able to do some amazing shit. She's going to be able to do Clint Barton level shit. Yeah. I believe it. And the Clint but, Barton level stuff, like, you know, it, the the franchise itself has, has laughed at him uh, on occasion. You know, he's in the middle of these super-powered beings and, and fighting robot armies and aliens and stuff, and he's just a trained archer, you know. And they've, they've, they've made plenty of fun with that, and it, people on the outside laugh at him going, what is that guy even doing there? And there have been so many moments in this show where it shows, hey, you know what? In the middle of, like, a big, big movie and battle and stuff, it, it you only need someone to have a hand-to-hand combat to 
feel real and and to to bring that brutality back and uh and something tangible and this has it too where like they're having a car chase and he's it's like how effective can a bow and arrow be in a car chase it's like it turns out very effective and yeah he's got some mm. trick arrows and stuff but that was an ex- that was a great sequence in episode three and other moments along the way uh where you're like yeah bow and arrow like that skill is amazing. I would love to learn it to know and do it as well as what he can do uh, on that sort of uh, at, with with those threats. Amazing stuff. So like the building of the arrows. Like I just did the link behind me. I'm like, oi, he's home alone. He's full cover of McAllister right now. Like <laughs> you know, drawing out a map almost of Operation Ho Ho Ho. And um, yeah. so that was all. That was all fun. And then even the the sequence on the ice. It's like all of a sudden the tracksuit mafia went from being like maybe 15 people to. I don't know, 150. Uh, I don't know where they kept coming from, Um, but they did. And then he got the chance to use a whole bunch of arrows and stuff. And, and, you know, all, all that was cool. And I've got to go back and actually appreciate that sequence. And cause you know, we've seen, I did like the callback cause he's, I I find trick arrows are fun, but what sells it for me is his instinct. He's got this highly trained instinct so that he, and it's from, I want to say age of Ultron, maybe, or maybe even the first Avengers, where he does the no look, like something's yeah, coming Avengers, up behind yeah. him, and he does the no look, boom. Yeah, and that was it. They brought it back in this one, and yeah. I really appreciated that because it it sells his instinct, his shield training, whatever it you know. He mm. knows what's going on. He's got the eyes in the back of his head. He just happens to prefer a bow and arrow, and you know. Yeah. And if it was an all bow and arrow, yeah, we get boring. But the trick arrows then obviously like movie it up and make it yeah. you know make it fun. Yeah. And even hints at that sort of stuff. It didn't really go anywhere. Um, but when they walk into the room, all dressed up. And my man, Renner, god damn, he can look good in a tux, let me tell you that. Mm. And uh, and he says, all right. Yeah, f- we're, forget Bourne, he our- should have been Bond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are our threats? What are our allies? And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You are a spy. You know, you're not just this cool superpowered, or not superpowered, um, uh, mm. superhero type, you know, costume wearing guy that hangs out with, uh, with superpowered people and aliens and stuff. You... You're a spy at the heart in the beginning of all this where you walk into a room and you've got to know where your exits are and you've got to identify that the bartender's looking a little shifty and that the security guard over there has a bit of a weak limp on his left uh, in his left leg. So, you know, you can take him if you need to or something like that. And uh, I, I liked all of that stuff. It's just, you know, when... The, the getting from A to B and it's like well, we need him on the ice well he's upstairs and we'll, oh well have him jump out the window and grab that rope that Widow had okay cool is he going to slide down no we've already had Kate kind of slide down well what are we going to do with him well it's going to break isn't he going to then die no he's going to fall into that giant tree and then get stuck there for six minutes and then he mm. can't get down. So what, what Kate's going to do is destroy the tree at the Rockefeller Center why? because it will look really cool yeah. It's like, yeah, and it just, I don't know, they're just like... There was a weird moment there too to where it's like she took out one of the lines with a normal arrow, then uses a trick acid arrow to bring the tree down, but then there's mm. this weird moment later on where he takes a bunch of his trick arrows out of his quiver and puts it in her quiver, mm. and she almost has this moment where she's like, oh my God, I can use trick arrows? This is the moment? This is the moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah this is the moment. And it's like, well, you already had your moment using a trick arrow earlier to get him out of the tree so what why is this a moment mm. that that was a bit weird for me I, was, I, I didn't quite get that as like a a structure for the for the story i was like i don't i don't get this moment but okay yeah 
and otherwise, like, real up and down as far as, like, you've got the real stuff. Like, really, it's about them, and obviously he's going to hand off to her at some point. Even at the end, she's like, oh, what about Lady Hawk? What about this? What about this? And he goes, I've got a name for you. I've got a great suggestion. Boom, Hawkeye comes up on screen. Boom. It's yeah. like, what well, is that what it's going to, you know, it, that was a nice touch. And that was really the, obviously, the emotional um, journey for this show was them to... Yeah, as a as a partnership and think, in that moment, and I he think says. In the comics, Kate Bishop is just Hawkeye. She's, yeah. She just takes over the moniker of of Hawkeye. I'm fairly certain. Yeah, so that was like a really good to have an introduction for that character, rather than just shoving a movie in, and in 20 minutes we've got to understand that oh, she's a good archer too. By the way, there's heaps of them out there, and well, she's mm. the new Hawkeye. It's like no, let's give them six hours to play with, and uh, maybe she'll get another entirely new series before she gets to debut in a film or something. But I like that, I like you know the the mixing of well, old school movie have... stars, new TV stars, and bringing those characters to life and all that sort of stuff and that that's the journey and and i liked watching them how they got to you know in and out of knowing each other and how much he didn't want to have to do with her how much she stuck around and was trying to be persistent and you know trying to make him feel better about sticking around in new york away from his family and all that sort of shit but then to turn and him say hey you're my partner and her to be really emotionally um touched by that is uh was really cool but then you get like Oh well, this is only happening because it's in a comic book film moments for me, where there were two of them, and one I laughed at with Jack before is that, like, okay, what Hawkeye joked about. So he's just on, he's on bail for potentially killing someone with a sword. So now he's walking around with a sword and trying to look innocent. But then when he's outside mm. and Kate's in trouble, and he comes out like some pirate and just starts slicing up uh, tracksuit mafia. Uh, members and like I've got you, ha ha, and like you know, putting all these like <laughs> French pirate moments and just kazam, just ah, mm. and just slice them. We cut back ten minutes later. He is still slicing people, and then we come back at the end of the fight. The police are finally there. Like I don't know how a tree manages to come down. How a building gets evacuated. There are gunshots from mm. one building to another. There is all this shit going down, and you're telling me the Rockefeller Center on Christmas Eve, not one police officer either in attendance or can't get there in a 15 to 20 minute period. My God, what a world this MCU is living in. That mm. aside, they finally show up at the end. Jack is there wiping blood off his sword after killing God knows how many people. If you're going to turn around and tell me, no, he only maimed them and, and you know, like didn't kill them because it's a PG, right? No, bullshit. He was killing he's people. Still a, he's still a civilian slicing people up with a yeah. sword. Doesn't Freshly matter, out of jail like... from killing someone with a sword. That was the charge. And, um, and okay, we, we saw like him when it was happening and well after you could tell me that a cop come up and question him about it i feel like we need to see that if that's the case if it happened at all so the idea that the cops just showed up and go oh so all these dead people are the bad guys and you're this good guy sick go on your way same as when uh the police show up now unless it's got to do with that cop that called kate in like episode two and said i need you to come down to the station i've got some questions for you that cop showed up at the end of the um kate and kingpin fight Kate's talking to her mum, and from off screen, we hear that police officer say, Eleanor Bishop, you're under arrest for the murder of uh, Arch, Arch, whatever the guy's Armand name. Armand, was, Armand yeah. Duquesne. I'm like, yeah, how do you know that? Because we know that. How yeah. do you know that? Where did that come from? Where Where's your evidence? Because we've discovered that through like secrets and, and inner dealings with other bad people. How do the cops know this? Like, okay, cool, it works. But then also, Kate is sitting there, bloody. And carrying a bow and arrow in the middle of New York, and no one questions it. She's wearing a costume and a bow and arrow, and everyone's like, "This is fine." Like, 
What? They don't know who she is. I, I just like that's shits me about these things that we get this from an outside point. We know who. We know who Kingpin is, so that's why it's a big deal for the show, but the show itself almost didn't deserve to use him the way that they did because they didn't build up to it in in any way beyond, like, the last episode and a half uh, where he was kind of being discussed, if not on screen. So, I don't know. It's just, again, I, I, did I enjoy watching the show? Yeah, I did. I, I, I quite enjoyed watching the show. Every week I looked forward to it, and I looked forward to every Marvel TV show, but it was just... I don't know, a real mix of tones for me, and even those tones, watching one episode at a time, just up and down moments, filler moments, too many for my liking, and they were 35-minute episodes sometimes, and I've still felt like they were stretching out stuff to, to make it mm. last longer. And Anyway, sounds like a bit harsher than maybe how I really feel. I had but... zero investment in the, the Kazi-Maya fight. Mm. And, yep. and again, made no sense, because we've set up Maya to be like impossibly good just next like avenger level fighter like no one can take her even clint mm. has trouble taking her yeah and then suddenly kazi's like oh no i'm gonna fight you now i'm not gonna shoot you i'm gonna fight you in hand-to-hand combat mm. and even after him like taking swings and shooting at her or whatever she's still like no no we can run away together we're, we're in love we can run away together and, and start a new life and he's like no punch 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 mm. she's like no please we can still like Come mm. on, man! Mm. Come mm. on! Mm. So yeah, there was no emotional investment in that in that whatsoever because I knew he was going to get his ass kicked. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's been in he's been in an interpreter for five episodes. He's had yeah. he's shown no physical prowess whatsoever. He's he's a he's he's a mid he's mid middle management. Like, yeah, and that's also what I find weird that like Kingpin couldn't hire one other person to take out. Eleanor Bishop, like I know, Kazi was there at the start mm. and said, "What are we going to do?" But it just seems like he, he would should have... have had an offsider there. Yeah, even for after the fight, yep. the post cleanup, the making yep. sure that there's no DNA evidence that Wilson Fisk was ever at that fucking um, incident. Yeah, like there would have been in Daredevil, there should have been that. There should have been that offsider, been being yep. like, "Okay, we're going to make sure, you know, that cufflink that you know." The KU, okay, we're going to make sure that's not there to trace. There should be nothing there to trace back to him. That's mm. the whole point of Kingpin. Yeah. And he could be almost like a low level Thanos type of the Marvel TV series in being someone totally. that's always always behind the scenes. Now, I want to see D'Onofrio all of the time, bring more D'Onofrio as Kingpin to the screen. But. Mm. That's why I think he could have had, you know, another sniper there. He could have had someone else do all the dirty work at the end of the uh, of the series. And I get, okay, they got a personal connection, him and Eleanor. Like they've obviously been dealing with each other for ten years. She's this high society type that he probably might be the one to want to go. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the one to kill her. Um, but I just still feel like, yeah, it, it would have been better served for him and the show if. Kingpin's involvement ends when he says to Kazi at the start and almost the cold open, what are we going to do about her? And then everything that happens afterwards, it's it's his doing. He is the puppet master. And maybe then at the end, you do get that Drax against Thanos moment where Kate's like, okay, I know my mum was bad and oh, I know this happened, but this Kingpin guy is the, is the one and almost set up a future partnership again with Hawkeye to take him down. It's like, it doesn't have to be now. Obviously, we want to take down yeah. bad guys, but we've earned our break. We've stopped the immediate threat. Um, we'll come back and lay low, and blah blah yeah. blah. We'll come and then set he him up. Pop up in set him up show. as the big bad for Young Avengers. You know, set mm. him up. Set him up for that. You know, and he's I mean, obviously going to pop gonna up be... in 
Echo, uh, the series, but that's also interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, what do they do with her? She's she was essentially a bad guy in this. Like she was a manipulated, misunderstood um, bad guy, but she was still a bad guy. And just because she tried to kill someone badder doesn't make her good. Like I just unless she's going to pop up in another series before her own. Well, how do yeah, you go? Was... Echo, the bad guy, kind of from Hawkeye, presenting an eight part. Disney Plus Marvel series. I'm like, why am I watching that? Do, yeah, okay, if you I like anti heroes, cool. We've, we've got, got plenty a, of those. We've got to lean more into what has she done as part of the tracksuit mafia because mm. it's like everyone kind of forgave Clint for being Ronan. Like as an audience, mm. like Ronan did some fucked up shit, including yeah. killing um, uh, Maya's dad. Even though, yeah. yeah, he was probably not a great person, but it's like. Okay, so she's almost like Ronan in that way. She's done some fucked up shit. But yeah, what's going to be her redemption arc? Like, not killing Ronan isn't a redemption arc. Yeah. So, yes, she's chosen to leave this life behind. But, you know, as as Natasha said back in the day, I got a re- lot of red in my ledger. Mm-hmm. And she was always doing whatever she could to put more black in her ledger than red. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what Echo tries to do in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh... I've, I I feel I feel kind of bad. It's only you and I here talking, but I do feel kind of bad that I'm just absolutely shit canning this. It was just you know, it's like hey, everything else I didn't talk about. Let's just assume that I enjoyed it, but because there was there was a lot of fun to be had in this. There was a lot to like about it. It's just that I yeah, if it it feels like we said that they had an idea that man, oh, could it have been a two hour movie? Yeah, but that's going to cost a lot more, and it's not going to get our subscribers. And you know, I love the yeah. idea that they're going to give all their characters a TV series because then you get these great act. They have tremendous actors coming along to play these characters. You know, look at Doctor Strange next year, and it's like Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, Elizabeth Olsen, two great actors. But the worry with that film is like, well, it's kind of working off this multiverse stuff and they're just going to sit there and have fun. And the reports the last couple of weeks that they were doing more research, reshoots just to add more cameos because everyone has loved that in Spider-Man No Way Home. And it's like, cool. Do they, they do get a lot more chance to like have some character moments though, right? Because like Scarlet Witch was only served that, or Wanda rather, more than Scarlet Witch, was only served that in her own TV series. Up until that point, she hadn't really had that much to do. So, yeah, more TV series mm. and more characters and go go deep diving on, on what makes them uh, who they are. Great, but um, it just, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, just, then, it just feels a little And the other thin. thing too, what are, what are we to end on is maybe like, what are they going to do with Linda Cardellini? What is what was oh, that? How do we not even mention that? Like... That again, after the the watch thing and secret identity and stuff, and everyone's like, "Oh, hang on!" Like, we joked when Agents of Shield was on, and we had Bobby there and uh, Adrian Padale. What's uh, sorry? What's her name? Yeah, Adrian uh, Palicki. Palicki. I would say Padalecki. I'm like, that's another guy. Palicki is um, yeah, the guy yeah, from the Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah, uh, Palicki. That you know, she obviously, and that was Bobby, and it was oh, well, she's Mockingbird. Which I don't know whether the word was ever used. Was it probably? But anyway, that I she don't was Mockingbird. Think so. She was always just Bobby Morse. Right. So everyone just goes, well, Bobby Morse is Mockingbird. So that's that. And mm. oh, in the comics, and she looked in- like Mockingbird. She used the a screamer sticks like Nightwing yep. does, which is what Mockingbird does. Yep. Yeah, she did all the things, but I don't know if they ever used that as her code name. Yeah, and everyone goes, oh, well, they'll never do it in the movies, but we can just have a little bit of headcanon that her and Hawkeye once had a thing. And then all of a sudden we see Hawkeye's got a, a wife in Age of Ultron. It's like, oh, shit, so that's, a, that's, a, that's an old flame, obviously. And they never, again, Agent's Shield, its own thing. Whereas in this, they go, oh, yeah, his wife that's just always, always been at the farm, except for when she went to Tony's funeral. Um, 
yeah, well, she's a retired shield agent. She's Agent 19. She is Mockingbird. And it's like, oh, cool. Are we ever going to get to see anything? Like, that would be fun to see her maybe don a uniform again and let Linda Cardellini kick some ass with some sticks and stuff. Or is it just going to be like, well, that's some comics canon, but we're never going to do it. This is us interpreting that and adapting that. It's just something you'll never see because it's already happened in this universe. So... Who knows? I'd love to. I'd love to see it. I really would. Even just a flashback scene. Yeah, I mean, it was. It seemed to be a large plot point. Um, yeah, through, which they you know, almost that watch back out didn't of get back to. I think I was sitting there watching it in that scene at the end in, in his farmhouse, going, "Hang on, what about the watch? Where did that come from?" He's like, "Oh, by the yeah, way, I got this for you." And I'm like, "Thank God you didn't forget about that because it seemed like you were absolutely going to." So, ah, mm. <sighs> yes. Well, yeah. that's a that's. But that's, yeah, I, d- I did see a um. Like a fun fan theory where it was like, oh, maybe like, because she's Laura Barton in this show. So mm. it's like, maybe like her middle name is Barbara and that's why she went by Bobby. Like, yes. Or something like, could be a little, or Laura is her middle name or something like that. Yeah. Know? Or, or Mockingbird yeah, so, is a, is a, uh, a moniker. It's, it's, a, it's a man to law. I've seen other people go, oh, maybe it's her little sister or something. Bobby's a little sister to her and, you know, all different kinds of things. Oh, it's that like, could be fun. Yeah. It, you know, it, it gets one of those examples. Maybe the simplest answer is most often the right one. Is that even the right way? Anyway, you know what I mean? It's like maybe Ockham's there razor. is. A, yeah, it's just it's not as complicated as all of that. It's just that yeah. no, she was, and she either never will be in the films, or they'll flash back to when she was, and you know, give her a a, a chance to go back to that past for ten mm. minutes or something in the modern. Which day. then will make all our sweaties go back and watch every scene from Age of Ultron where she was <laughs> near Nick Fury, and yeah. just be like, they knew each other this whole time, and no one told us. My God, you have secrets within secrets. How do you do it? You're like a triple agent. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Like, I don't was know. that Nick Fury? Did that Nick Fury eat things with crusts on it? And try? Oh no! Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah. Oh no! That was it's actually that was actually a scroll. That's why they didn't look like they knew each other. Yeah, I know. Goddamn tinfoil hat theories going on with these worlds. But I guess absolutely. That's why we love them. They make us think. They get us excited. Blah blah blah. So. Oh, all right. Well, who knows what the next one is? You know, Miss Marvel or Moon Knight, I'm going to say. They look like they're going to be the most finished, so who knows what our next Marvel yeah, TV... Yeah, well, Miss Marvel was supposed to be this year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was so supposed to be the final... Oh, no, it was was it supposed to be the final, or was it, it was supposed, supposed to be before Hawkeye? It was supposed to be before um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye yeah, yeah, was yeah. always Christmas. Yeah, It was supposed to be before Hawkeye. Okay, well, there so, you go. Um, um, we'll see yeah. what... Because the, the initial plan next. was there was going to be one piece of Marvel content every week this year between the movies <laughs> and the TV shows. But then Which we almost got. That way. We almost we got, almost got. If, was... if Miss Marvel had been ready, we would have got it. Yeah. Um, Actually, one other thing yeah. I did want to add, and I don't know how much we can uh, we can go, because I think even what I'm recording on is about to run out of battery. But uh, the idea that people are, oh, well, Spider-Man's going to show up in this. And then, like some people online, almost disappointed, and I'm like, why? Never why happen. would you ruin the story arc of two Hawkeyes by bringing in Spider Man and go? Well, I'll save the day, guys. Don't worry about it. It was the same with One Division. Everyone's like, Doctor Strange will show up at the end, and I'm like, oh, you're telling me in 2021 that you're going to tell me a troubled <laughs> woman is only going to be saved by a smart older white man, and he's the only one that can save her from this mess? You are. Hi. Maybe narratively it makes sense that Doctor Strange and her power set, he would come on board to help. And obviously she is going to be in his film. And there was even rumors they did actually shoot him rather than even just write scenes, but they never never used anything. But I think we need to stop. And maybe it will happen eventually. I just don't think, especially in, a, in an origin story or an introductory series, are we going to have a big screen hero 
or an established Avenger show up in the final moments of a season finale to save the day because that would just piss on Mm. everything that's come before it. I would have loved nothing more than to see Spider-Man show up in a TV show because they can do that. And they can. Are Marvel going to waste their one more usage of Tom Holland in in a Marvel property on a season finale of Hawkeye? Absolutely they're not going to. But I would love to see it. But also, as a... As a outset, as a writing point of view, as a character development thing, that's not going to work. Doctor Strange showing up in One Division in the final moments to save her not going to work. So we need to stop as a fan base hoping for this sort of shit because it doesn't make sense to do it. Um, you know, maybe in season three of Falcon of the Winter Soldier, you're going to have you know Rhodey pop up in the Iron Man now armor and and save the day. But until then, calm your farm, guys. Like let's just enjoy what we have. Lo- love it or hate it except what we've got in front of us as being the best thing for these characters, I guess. So, uh, I don't know. Here I am sounding like I'm giving a TED Talk. This is not what I was here for to do. <laughs> I'm not pretending I know everything. I know nothing, and that's why I'm going to get out of here right now. You can check out all of our old gear on our podcast channel. If you didn't listen to our No Way Home chats, we've got a non-spoiler. <laughs> you don't need that anymore. A full spoilers <laughs> review uh, on the podcast. Uh, it might even be our most recent episode. You can go back and check that out. Maddie and I uh, dissected that in all spoiler glory. And then just for shits and giggles, go back and watch the movie all over again. In the meantime, follow us on the socials at Get Into Geek. I am Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter. If you want to come and yell at me about my Hawkeye uh, review, I'm sorry. Maddie. where are you at, if you dare say so, uh, after our review? At High Pitch Matty. Oh, there you go. You can come to both of us. Come to me first if you've got uh, if you've got a tirade, and then go to Maddie to say all the nice things. Uh, otherwise, we'll be back <laughs> some stage in the future very soon. Marvel TV, maybe not for a little while, because we don't know what's coming up next. And uh, anyway, we'll get into Geek coming up soon, and we'll talk to you there to Maddie. Probably talk to you before then. Let's be honest, we text all the time. Bye. Get into geek.